Ben Jawalski, what's going on? Another day, another podcast with the famous Make Wads Great Again, John Woolley. I am so honored to be in your presence. Dude, somebody in my uh, Q&A this weekend, I was did a Q&A, just, I don't know, I like to do them, they're fun. I get good questions from people. And somebody goes, what's it like to be famous? And I'm like, I didn't even answer the question because I'm like, I'm not, first of all, I'm not famous. And it's like, if it is famous, it is quite literally the lowest rung of fame you could possibly have. There is no, like, if the, if you thought the lowest rung before was like, meteorologist or child star like child star who went to rehab it's below that it's like way way below below that that. yeah it's how many times have you been recognized at the airport or in public settings that's not surrounding the crossfit games or major crossfit events um none i i uh i worry about that too to be honest because you mean i work for a big corporation right and um we, you know, we do meetings and we were in Boston not that long ago. And, you know, I'm sitting in a meeting with like 3000 people and I'm sitting there thinking, well, you got to believe out of 3000 people, there's 10 CrossFitters in this room at yeah. least, at least. Right. I mean, I don't know by percentage, I don't know how many it should be, but in my mind, I'm like, it's gotta be somebody, but then I look around and there's like nobody fit. So I think I'm safe. <laughs> you know, they probably say the same just, thing about me. You can judge them right from their video. Just say, Nope, not that person. I worry about it. I do worry about that a little bit. Like I'm going to meet somebody in a highly professional setting and they're going to go, wait a minute, you know, and I'm going to get outed. Oh, that'd yeah. be some shit. And oh, they'll, yeah. and they'll know all the, all the obscene things that you write in your memes. Yes. Perfect. That's going to yeah. be exciting. I'm, I hope I'm there for that. I don't, first of all, they're not obscene. You make it sound like they're obscene. They're not obscene. I just use, you know, I have colorful language, but I have, you have that colorful language all the time. You're right. You're, yeah. you have colorful language. That's true. Here's what I have going for me. This is a true story. Um, one thing I love about the company I work for, I know I don't, I rarely talk about this, but we have a huge commitment to uh, community involvement, giving back to the community. And we call it credo and investing charitable hours, you know? And that's the one thing I spent a lot of time on the page doing, raising a lot of money for charity. I mean, I was, I, because I love to wait to the last minute. I did my taxes yesterday and, uh, <laughs> And I raised like, if I'm remembering the number right, I'm looking was, at my watch. Like, wait, when are they due? Like, yeah. weren't they due yesterday? No, they're due. Like, they're doing like four hours. Um, oh, look at you. Yes, I didn't wait till the last minute. But anyway, I do that. I raised like 15 grand for charity last year through that page. Excellent. I thought that's pretty good. You know, and right. that's a that's a not that's not even counting the hours, like the just of you know, like my time. You know, yeah. so. I'm not, awesome. saying that to, I'm not saying that to brag. I'm just saying like, if it became an issue at work, like there is some synergy there that I'm doing what they're asking me to do. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Very true. So, I like it. I like how you spin things. Yeah, I know. I mean, they're not asking me to do memes, but they can't control everything. <laughs> no, it's all good. I, I worry about it sometimes. I did get recognized. I've told the story before, but I got recognized once um, with my daughters. We, were at a, we went to uh, my gym. There was a competition there. And we went walking in the door and we were just like, it, you know, it's, it's a local comp. It's my gym. Right. So like everybody knows me, what it didn't occur to me is there'd be people coming in from other gyms. The place was packed, you know, 
And I come walking in the door with my two teenage daughters and some random girl I've never seen before in my life. is like, oh my God, you're that meme guy. Can I have a photo? And my youngest daughter's like, what is going on right now? <laughs> what is wrong with these people? So I made her take the photo. I'm like, yeah, my daughter will take the picture. Come on. That's awesome. <laughs> that was the best. I love being your photographer, man. That's That's one of my favorite parts of events is just grabbing that camera and snapping away for you. One time uh, before when the page was just starting, I had like, I don't know, follower count was in like the 30,000 or something. It wasn't as you know, anywhere near what it is now, but I had not put my photo on it yet. No one knew what I looked like. And I went to an event and uh, who did I meet? It was uh, Jessica Griffith, who's married now, has a different last name. And Kahoy, I think it's her new last name. And Jen Smith, maybe, or Margot Alvarez. I think it was Jen Smith. And some guy comes up and he's like, Hey, can you, can I get my picture with him? And I'm like, Sure, I'll take your photo, you know? And then I took his photo and posted it. And he was a follower. I knew he was a follower. Like I, you know, I, I had met him somewhere else, but he didn't know who I was. Yeah. You know? And uh, I put, ended up posting in my story. He was like, oh, shit, I didn't realize that was you. I'm like, that's the best part. going to take photos for people. You know? I love it. funny. I know. So anyway, there's no fame. There's no fame in this. It's slightly below the most, the 10th most famous cat on Instagram. He's like a couple rungs below that. <laughs> I was thinking about uh, Instagram people we needed to have. We need to get uh, your buddy James Smith on here, dude. Yeah. Yes. I've been like, I've started following him. We met for people listening. Uh, ben introduced me to him. I don't know if anybody even knows who he is, but he's where he's from where Australia. Is that the right? UK. He lives UK. in the Australia right now. Okay. or trying to live yeah. there, but he, he's from the UK. I knew it was one of those. And uh, anyway, dude's brilliant. He's brilliantly funny and knows about as much about fitness as anybody I've ever seen, but he's brilliantly funny. And we met him in, uh, where were we? Texas. Um, yeah, Rogue Invitational. Rogue Invitational. And I'd never been exposed to him now. And now he exposes himself to me all the time, which is great. But uh, uh, he, he's great, dude. He's really funny and really smart. And you need to ask him to come on the show. I think all right. I will. I will see what we can do. I will try. We're spending our podcast tonight just booking guests. That's going to be the he, whole show. He's a busy guy. Actually, that's a let's throw that out to the listeners right now. If you have any special requests for guests, feel free to throw them our way. Uh, we probably won't be able to grant all of them, but there could be some interesting, unique ones that maybe we could get on. So feel free to, to send us a DM. I think there's a bunch of good ones. I, we probably should get on some Masters athletes too. Maybe shoot us a DM around some you know, Masters athletes you really look up to or, or coaches in the space that are, you know, highly respected. I mean, yep. we can flag down just about anybody, I would imagine. Especially with you here. Especially with my fame. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would definitely not make it happen. That will absolutely not make it happen. Hey, do you try any, do you use any UCAN this week? We got a shout out the sponsor. They're our sponsor again this week. I do. I did. Um, did you? Let's see. Friday had... Uh, I, so I'm going to come clean. I only work out normally two to three times per week, but when what? I do, when I do they're bigger sessions um, and I mean, work out, like actually go to the gym to work out. There's of course other things, mountain biking, backcountry, snowboarding, like there's high physical activity hobbies that I right. do, but go to the actual gym. We're talking two to three times per week, but the sessions are pretty dense. Like I'll get 
a lot of workouts done. Like I think my Friday session had three Metcons in it or something ridiculous like that. Um, cause I'm working out with a guy who's way fitter than me anyway. So, uh, my normal pre-workout, I didn't have much time to eat. We worked out at eight 30 AM. So like I normally don't eat much of a breakfast. So I went with my go-to pre-workout powder mixed with the, uh, the, the energy powder. Um, what is the, I think the flavor that I use is like cran cran raspberry or something like that. It's delicious, absolutely delicious. And I mix in, I think I did two scoops of that in my pre-workout. And then I know it's like, I have my pre-workout, which has the caffeine, beta alanine, creatine, um, tyrosine, theanine, all the other neans, um, and all the neans. And then I needed to make sure that I had some carbohydrates in my system because I knew it was going to be probably a two, two and a half hour session. Felt great. I actually beat, like, hand to God, I beat my training partner in one of the workouts. Granted, not all of them, but one of them, I beat him. And I was was very proud of myself because I think that might be the first time I beat him in a MacCon. That's all you can ask for, dude. That's all you need. One. That's it. I've been there, done that. Don't have to do it again. Got the t-shirt. I just go home early. If that happens on the first workout, I just leave. Yeah. Yeah. I should have done that because he destroyed me on the next workout. <laughs> I, I was uh, like, we have to do another one. And he just wrecked me. But hey, it is what it is. Hey, I got to run out to my car and just don't come back. <laughs> that always works. I uh, I use some on Sunday. Uh, I mean, I use it almost every day. Actually, I used it this morning too. But Sunday, I knew I had a terrible workout. I've been going to... Chagrin Falls CrossFit, which is about 20, 30 minutes from here. A friend of mine owns it. And uh, they had sent me the the workout the night before and go, hey, come do this with us. And, you know, I hate that. I hate getting a workout that I know is going to just be like, you just look at it. You're like, oh, that is, there's nothing good that's going to come from this. Like nothing, you know, and it was a part, it was a partner workout, but it was particularly bad. It, I can't remember what it was now. Uh, it was, uh, uh, partner workout. So you, you're splitting everything, but it was 70 cow, 70 cows. And you could pick the, the implement. I poorly chose the assault bike over the rower. I don't know what I was thinking. I just thought it'd be faster. It wasn't, um, it definitely wasn't. So it was basically four rounds, 70, uh, 70 cows, 40 burpee box jumps, uh, 30 snatch power snatches. The next round, 70 cows, 40 burpees over the bar, 30 uh, power cleans. Next round, 70 cows, 40 burpee box jumps, 30 um, – shit, what's the next bar? It was another barbell movement for life of me. I can't – oh, back squat. From the rack, though. So I got a little in, – it's increasing weight, by the way, as you're going up here. And then the last round was 70 calories, 40 burpees over the bar, 30 deadlifts. And again, you know, weight's increasing. So it's like a real deadlift weight by the time you get there. And it was real back squat weight. Well, they put me with this uh, woman, Carissa, who's a master's athlete, but she's still younger than me, like everyone else on the planet. And she has one speed and it is fucking fast. That's her (laughs) only speed. It's just like really fast. And she's really efficient. Like she knows how to CrossFit, meaning like when she's doing her, her uh, jumps over the bar, like she's jumping her feet close enough to the bar that it's a short jump and same on the box jumps. Like she's spinning at the top of the box and getting back down quick. And like, 
in the first round, I knew I was screwed. She's like, been watching wad prep. Let's just admit it. Maybe. I don't know. But, man, she was efficient and speedy and fit and destroyed me. And my math was terrible. She's, like, having to recount my reps. And, you know, like, I'm. <laughs> You're was, counting in two. It's like, no, I swear. That was 10. It was just such, it was such a bad workout for me. But my point to all of that is I knew I was getting into that. I just didn't know I was partnering with her. And uh, I, I did some UCAN granola prior to going. And then I also smartly now in hindsight, took one of their little energy bars with me, the chocolate almond, which is delicious. Very and good. Wait, the I, chocolate almond or cherry almond? Chocolate almond. And it's Ooh, I don't so, know if I have that. Oh, bro. Oh, it's like a candy, but it tastes like a, it tastes like fudge. Like that's what it tastes like. It is so mm. good. It legit does not taste like it should be, you know, used before a workout. It tastes like, I mean, it is a lot of carbohydrates. It's probably a lot of carbohydrates, not too much fat. And that's, that's a great combination. Well, all I know is I did not have an energy loss during the workout. I'm just not fast. That's just what I figured ego out. Loss. Yeah. That's what I figured. I'm like, I, you know, I did as well as could be expected. Hmm. That's all I asked for these days, you hmm. know, so that should be their slogan. You can, you'll do as well as can be expected. <laughs> <laughs> I should be in marketing. It- it won't make you superhuman. You just won't run out of uh, free floating carbohydrates. Yeah, exactly. Uh, anyway, You're, go to go you to will, you can, <laughs> go to you and use our code scale, and you'll save twenty percent. And I promise you, you'll love it because it tastes good, and uh, it won't make you faster, but you won't run out of energy. So, um, good stuff. You made me think of something uh, when you were talking about beating your. Uh, your buddy there at the workout and how you only work out a couple of days a week, but you put a lot into your workouts. I already knew that about you, by the way, someone was bragging to me about you, about how you can take a few days off and you come in and you're still just fitter than everyone else in the room. (laughs) I'm serious. I'm not making this up. Like, you know, you've, you're really fit. And I was thinking about this today. One of the questions I wanted to pose to you was, you know, thinking of masters athletes and, and new athletes, but mostly masters, like how many all out workouts? So what you're describing is kind of an all out workout, like a real loaded day. How many of those a week should masters athletes be doing? Ooh, well, I would say it depends largely on how many other days they're throwing into it. So if you're taking my approach, I think it's perfectly feasible for a master's athlete that already has the skills to train three days a week and stay really, really fit. There's actually a lot of very high level athletes that train three days a week, but they'll do really long training sessions or maybe even two a days. Uh, I don't do two a days, but some people do. Um, So that we're talking like a two hour, maybe two and a half hour training session with a lot of different implements. But I think that works well for people who already have a lot of the skills necessary to excel, especially if you're looking at it from a sport perspective. Like when I come in, I don't need to practice my muscle ups. I don't need to practice like really any of the elements. I just do them and I can get the volume that I need. I get a week's worth of volume in three days because there tend to be a little bit longer sessions and it is what it is. And I'm giving myself plenty of time to recover and also play. That's the key is I, I don't want to live inside the gym. But for master's athletes, let's say we're, you know, someone listening to this podcast who's trying to accumulate skills. Um, I really like erring on the side of, uh, you know, like maybe more sessions, like four or five sessions per week. 
I wouldn't really do too many more than that if, if I was to be honest, because the recovery of a master's athlete is affected. And we find overtraining more commonly than undertraining for master's athletes, especially in our master's coaching group, Wad Prep Masters. Um, I really suggest like four to five days per week of what I would say like moderate volume. And what I love about what, what CJ does in our programming is that he tapers. So on the back end of that Sunday rest day, Monday's a pretty big session. Tuesday's a little bit easier. Wednesday's probably the easiest day of the week. And then you rest Thursday, maybe an active recovery. And then Friday, it's a solid session. Saturday might even be a little bit stronger and then a rest Sunday. So you have that like tapering effect where it starts hard and it gets easier and easier. And then you have, you know, a big day, either Friday or Saturday, and then followed by a rest day. I like that because when you're fresh, you can train a little bit harder, which is kind of the motto that I use, but from a skill development and um, just muscle, muscle development and, and skill development, things like that, having that consistency, I think is probably a little bit better than treating it like me and doing two or three days per week. So what do you, what's an ideal week to you then? You think it's four to five days? That's ideal for master's athletes and newer athletes? I think so. Four to five days with a massive asterisk on it. Four to five days, not of like comp train highest level or, you know, mayhem's highest level or hard work pays off highest level or Invictus highest level. Like you're just, you're going to crush yourself a lot of times if you're a master's athlete trying to follow elite level programming four to five days per week. Like it's just, it's a recipe for completely beating yourself up. So that four to five days per week is contingent on having a volume controlled program that isn't just random smatterings of, of volume. It's like an actual, like, no, we're specifically training our volume and tapering it as the week goes on, as we get more and more banged up. I'm going to jump around here a lot, but I got, I'm kind of made of questions right now. So um, what about new athletes then? Would you suggest fewer days? So like, I, when I think of new athletes, like, again, it's a hypothetical big asterisk situation, but let's say, you know, newer athletes typically can't do double unders, muscle ups, sure. you know, like there's a lot of like skill work, gymnastic stuff, handstand push ups. Heck, a lot of them can't even do push ups, you know, or pull ups, right. even, you know, like, yeah. Would you, would you suggest three days a week and more rest days to build back up or, or yes. come in and do skill work? Great question. So I think, oh man, that's tough. So it depends on the goals here. Like, if the goal of the athlete, they're like all in already. They've, they've drank the Kool-Aid, so to speak, and they're all in and they want to learn skills and improve for the open. Then I'm still going to suggest that four or five days per week. However, if they are a brand new athlete, like I remember athletes that joined my CrossFit gym way back when I would specifically assign them three days per week. I was like, Hey, I know you're going to want to come in more, but all I care about is your attendance over a long period of time. I don't want you to come in five days per week for a month, get kind of banged up and fed up. And you know, you hate that you can't walk down the stairs because you're so sore. And then you just stop coming. I would much rather build consistency over time, build volume over time. And then eventually we can crank up the dial. So a lot of people, when they first start CrossFit, I mean, even the warm up sometimes makes them really sore. I would suggest like three days per week, like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or if you want to come in for like partner workout Saturday, like Monday, Wednesday, Saturday. And then as you stop feeling so darn sore, 
you can slowly start to ramp up uh, because it is true. Like a lot of people, because they push it in a CrossFit gym, they they work out harder than they have before. They're going to experience some delayed onset muscle soreness for a little while. At some point, we want to crank up the dial once that DOMS starts to settle down and then we can increase the volume. And that's when it's time to practice those skills. Um, I see a lot of beginners over-practicing skills like they'll practice double unders for an hour. <laughs> it's right. just like, no, that's way too much. So just be patient. It's There's no rush in accumulating these skills yet. There's no rush in trying to be the best crossfitter in the gym yet. Start slow and then build from there. And then if you need to throw something, let's say Monday, Wednesday, Saturday is like, man, I got it. Like, I love my fitness. And, and if I don't work out, I'm going to go stir crazy then do like a, a brisk walk or like a swim or maybe hop on the rower a bit and do some like low energy rowing. Think about some like active recovery days in there. If you really have to get your fitness on, maybe play a sport, something like that. I think that's a really healthy way to do it. What I I don't like seeing is beginners that come in and they're like, I'm there every single day. That I'm there every single day the gym is open and I go to a class and then I stick around and practice all the skills afterwards. That's a recipe I think for burning out too quickly. Yeah, I agree with that. I wish I would um, looking back on it. What I wish I had done is I wish I'd done three days a week of the classes, go to class three days a week, do what's prescribed, you know, scale to my skill level, but give three intense days. That's the best way to describe it. So pick three days out of the week and do them intense at your level. I would have taken one day for skills practice, which would have been Olympic lifting, gymnastics, double unders, like the stuff you don't typically come in able to do. And then that I still would have done a fifth day, but it would have been completely and utterly scaled to the easiest level possible. Meaning if there's a barbell involved, I'm using a PVC pipe. I'm just doing the movements and observing because I think there's a lot of value in watching other people move efficiently and figuring out what they're doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's so tough though. Like it's very the, tough. The ego gets involved and, and it's yeah. so hard to, to get, to go to the gym and then not put forth your full effort. I can tell you though, even now, like, you know, I was talking about uh, Carissa and I was, we were kind of making fun of each other uh, in the gym this weekend. And I was saying how efficient she was. And, and she's like, oh, you're saying I cheated my movements. And I'm like, no, no, no. I learned from your movements. Like I was watching you and I wasn't judging. I was learning, you know, and I think there's real value in watching others and figuring out what they're doing and figuring out why they're efficient. And then asking, cause I was asking her questions like, why do you do it this way? Like, you know, mm. why do you do movements, you know, like this? and figuring out like what works. And so I think there's value. And I wish I had done that early on instead of thinking, well, if I just go in and hard work pays off, <laughs> you know, I'm just going to go and bust my ass five days a week because I was injured a lot in those first mm -hmm. three or four years. And it took a long time for me to figure out that, you know, maybe I just need to take a step back and, and, and observe more, watch more, do more strict movements, you know, but I, you know, so there's value in all of it. I, I love your point though. I think you can burn out too quick. You have to play a longer game here. And so for me, I think that ideal week is three intense days, one tech work day and one, you know, I'll call it a body weight day, observe day, mm -hmm. you know, for, mm -hmm. you know, and I don't know, it's a different amount of time for others, but I wish I'd done that for the first year. You know, I think that would have been really smart of me to do. I think I would have been farther along by year two than, 
than I actually was. Yeah. I like the idea of just like leaving the gym a little bit hungry to come back. Like I don't, I don't, I know it's kind of counterculture to CrossFit, you know, ideologies. Like you should leave in a pool of sweat and blood on the floor, you know, uh, <laughs> puking everywhere, just vomiting all over the yes. place. Um, but instead, I really like this idea of like stopping with a little bit left in the tank, not stopping in the middle of the workout and just quitting. But I mean, like allowing yourself to be like, man, that was a good workout. I left a little bit in the tank and now I'm hungry to come back for more. It's easier said than done because you're trying to beat everybody. But if you can get in that mindset of just leaving a little bit in the tank and not just, you know, practicing all the skills for hours and hours on the back end of a big Metcon, like you're just going to burn yourself out. But if you leave yourself a little bit hungry, you'll want to keep coming back. And again, the long road here for everyone probably listening to this podcast is we want to be fit and healthy for a really long period of time. So it's all about consistency over time, not flash in the pan. You know, it's, I'm going to piss off a lot of coaches when I say this, but I think it goes in line with what you're talking about. Um, I think if you have the ability to see the workouts coming up, it's okay to pick which three workouts are your intense days, meaning I'll just call it cherry picking. It's okay to say, well, I'm going to go intense on these days because I'm good at these movements for the, in that first year. Now, don't be wrong. I think you, you know, as, as you get better, you should always challenge yourself to learn new things, do hard things, you know, do things you don't like to do like a salt bike, you know, but in that first year, like you need the repetition of going mm-hmm. like, and to your point, like leaving something in the tank and going in and just destroying yourself isn't the place to do it. I mean, it's, you know, you got to practice some of these movements before you go in and, and just destroy your body doing them. Like I think of, you know, some, some of these benchmark workouts and think of some of the easy quote unquote, easy ones. Uh, Grace is a good example. Like 30 clean and jerks doesn't seem like that much, but if you've never sprinted before with a barbell, that'll wreck you (laughs) like, and big propensity to hurt yourself. You know, I've seen people go in that are, you know, they kind of have some strength going in, but their, their, you know, clean and jerk form is completely and utterly shitty. And they just, you know, they're just not right again for a few weeks after doing that because they weren't prepared for it. Yeah. And so I, I just think, you know, being smarter about which workouts you do and which ones you don't and, just being intellectually honest with yourself. Um, yeah. I think probably, it's, just, this probably been the strongest thing I've tried to work on the last couple of years is like yeah. staying in, you know, battling that I want to go do this, but I would rather be injury free. Sure. Yeah. It's hard. Like it's almost like conflicting advice here because, you know, I have a bunch of videos obviously about like beginner mistakes. And one of the big beginner mistakes that I, proclaim is cherry picking workouts. However, I would say that advice changes if you're the kind of person that has issues sticking with the program and you're someone who like is hot one day, cold the next, and then you quit and you never use your membership. In that case, I would suggest cherry picking workouts. Like like your workout that you do should be something you love and enjoy and keeps you wanting to come back. If that means cherry picking workouts, then so be it. But there's a certain part, there's a certain time when that needs to switch to no, you actually need to start working on your weaknesses. But we're talking about like beginner to CrossFit and just wants to stick with a program for a long time. Sure. Cherry pick the workouts. 
Do what makes you excited to get to the gym. So that way you keep coming. But then eventually, if your goals truly change from, all right, just showing up as a win, and then they change to, I want to get better at CrossFit, then we have to transition from only show up on days that you like to start showing up on the days that you don't like. And that's, there's a delicate balance there. And I know it's all nuanced, but that's kind of the the journey. I would say if you're a super beginner, you can cherry pick if it means that you're going to stick with it for the long term. But then at some point we're going to shift our goals and, and we will need to practice the assault bike. Yeah. And you know, I probably should, before every coach starts fiercely typing comments into YouTube and into the comment section or something, yeah, please only message like, John. Thank you. No, I was going to say like, ask your coach, like before you just start randomly cherry picking, like, you know, ask, ask questions about the intent of the workout. What am I going to learn from this? Why is it important? You know, you know, they, many, many coaches, most, I think as they're programming, have a, they design the week trying to teach you something. And the entire week is designed to teach you something, not just one workout, you know? And so you might be cherry picking something that will hurt you later on if you don't do it now, you know? So I, I think you should do all of this under the advice of a coach. Just, you know, don't go to your coach and go, well, Willie said I should cherry pick workouts more often. So I'm going to, you know, uh, never a good idea, but, mm-hmm. um, but I do think you should, everyone should be very thoughtful, you know, about what's next for their body. You know, like I'm again, for me, it's always about what's going to keep you injury free and what are you good at? You know, and if you're going to be intense, my defining factor is you better be good at those movements. If you're going to work with high intensity, because that's where you tend to get injured is when you're moving faster and harder and, um, you know, and so that's, that's all for me. That's it. That's always it. You know, mm-hmm. if I'm going to be intense, I got to be good at this stuff and, you know, and listening to your body, it's just, it's important. Um, let's kind of circle back then. So once you get out of this, let's just, you know, hypothetically out of this kind of three day and you're, once you kind of get the skills, so now you can do double unders. You can do some light gymnastics. Like what does that ramp up look like? I mean, it could be something as simple as just ramping up your schedule by one session per week. Um, it could be jumping into five days per week. Um, I like gradual ramp up. So, I mean, listen, I've had, I think when my aunts first started CrossFit, I mean, they were, you know, knocking on the door of 60 years old. I told them to come two days a week. I was like, don't come anymore. You know, just two days a week, we're going to get you moving well. We're going to help you reduce your soreness. And then we're going to bump it up to three and then bump it up to four. And now they go six days per week without fail. And they're fitter than they ever have been at over six years old, which is crazy. Right. Um, so I just, I like gradual improvements. I don't think it needs to be rocket science. It's, it's we're, we're gradually increasing our load. We're gradually increasing our volume. We're gradually increasing our time in the gym. That's what I would say. You think I'll get hate mail if I say out loud that anything more than four days of CrossFit is dumb? Seriously. With with what goal though? Like it's not dumb if you are trying to get better at CrossFit. Well, maybe. And I'm thinking, again, I'm thinking about master's athletes. I think you can get better at CrossFit by only doing it four days a week. I'm not saying you're only going to work out four days a week. Yeah. You know, like I work, I easily work out six days a week. Easily. Mm -hmm. I do not do CrossFit six days a week. 
Mm-hmm. I don't even come close to doing CrossFit six days a week. I'm typically doing three to four days a week at the most. And, you know, I'm not sitting there advocating like I'm a great CrossFitter, but, but I do stay injury free and I'm pretty fit. And those other two days are really varied. It's a lot of cardio work. It's a lot of strict work. Like today's a great example. My workout in the basement was a really slow and I mean, slow, Ben, <laughs> like really slow. Um, I did 10 minutes on the assault runners, a warm up, slow run, but you know, I knocked it out. And then uh, I did uh, two, four, six, eight, 10, eight, six, four, two of devil's press at a moderate weight and strict pull ups. And then I took a couple of minutes and I put on my weight vest and I did five rounds of 10 slow push-ups and 20 air squats, strict work, just straight, mm-hmm. strict work. That was it. It wasn't for time. I was sweating when I was done. I felt like I got plenty of workout. I, you know, had a little pump going on from push-ups. that felt good, you know, <laughs> but it wasn't, you know, I, you know, the risk of injury was incredibly low. Um, and it was low intensity, you know, and that's like, I do a couple of those a week of yeah. stuff like that. And I feel like it helps me in so many other areas when I have to go intense. Like I don't, you know, I, because I'm kind of focusing on range of motion and strict strength when I have to do kipping pull-ups, I don't worry about them. Like I I did kipping pull-ups a couple of days ago and they felt, I mean, kind of effortless because I do a lot of strict pull-ups Yeah. all of a sudden my kip is not as big. You know, and at my age, you know, not extending my shoulder so much or, you know, rip out of my all the sockets. Uh, it's just better for me, you know. So I don't know. I just, I guess I just think I'd like to see masters athletes do less intense work and maybe more strict work to get better at the intense stuff. Yeah. I think a good master's program should have non 100% days. Like in our programming, in our master's community, we, we have days where we specifically are not going 100%. Like we'll do a at 80% effort. I'm not sure. You know, it, it depends on the time of the season, but I'm pretty sure there's tempo work uh, approximately once a week. Um, and some of that might be on the active rest day. Some of that might be in other sessions. Some of my, those might be in parts of, of specific workout, but not every day is the traditional, like a lot of gyms, I think are a little bit afraid to program, you know, percentage work. And what I mean by percentage work is like 75% effort or 70% effort, like pick a pace, do Cindy at 70% effort, which you should be able to sustain for an entire hour. Right. That kind of switches. They don't don't do it because it's not fun and it's hard to judge. It's hard to coach. Yeah, it's true. It's, it's not fun. I mean, I, you know, that workout was boring as hell. It was so boring. Like there's, it's fun. even by yourself, a workout like that, if it had been that same rep scheme, but kipping pull-ups and done for time, kind of fun because mm-hmm. you're racing, you know, you're chasing that clock. You're like getting that rush. If can I get in under 10 minutes or can I get in under six minutes or however long it should have taken instead of me who's sitting there like with a sundial, you know, Wondering, am I going to be done by next week? You know, <laughs> so how, long is this next, how long is this next set of pull-ups going to take me? You know, it's not fun, but I, I know it's good for me and it will help me down the road. You know, so I think that's why they don't get programmed. I could be wrong. I, you know, again, coaches yeah. are going to start messaging me, giving me 
giving me hate mail, but good, good. I hope they do. No, they should message you. Bennett Wad Prep. Nope. If everyone, if everyone needs it. <laughs> I, heard oh, I don't get, do that anymore. I heard somebody called you on your cell phone and complained. Oh my goodness. I don't know how those I think this is one of the first times in eight years of existence of Wad Prep. Someone just called me. And I was like, what the heck? Like, how did I they get answer. your number? Like, how did I, they get it? They found it uh on one of our programs, I guess, in Oh man, I don't even want to say where it was because people will find it. But in one of our programming places, like the number that's listed as like the security number for the account just gets posted publicly. Like, oh yeah, this is WadPrep's WadPrep's number. Here's the support email. Here's this. So they just called me and they left a message, you know, hey, you know, my wife needs to refund the product. And it was like, you know, we haven't heard back via email. It's like they sent an email four minutes before calling, right. you know, like right. <laughs> give Savannah a little bit of break there. Um, but yeah, anyway, I just kind of rolled my eyes and sent it to the team. I was like, how did this person give my number? Uh, and, you know, didn't answer, but it is what it is. And obviously we promptly refunded them because we have a 100% money back guarantee. Um, and yeah, I just thought it was hilarious. They clearly didn't know you were probably on vacation. <laughs> yeah, they they obviously didn't check my Instagram. Clearly on vacation. <laughs> I just thought that was so funny. Like I just couldn't wrap my mind around somebody calling your cell phone and complaining. It was the best. I mean, I get complaint calls all the time, but like yeah. I work for somebody else. Yeah, it was just fun. I've gotten a couple random text messages before too. That's like, hey Ben, like, can you help me with my double under some random video? And I'm just like, who is this? I have no idea where that came from. Probably some really really old email I sent or something like that, but. It is what it is. That's the best. All right. I'm going to take the opposite tack to the same line of questions. And this one I'm really curious about. So what we said before, and we set it up as kind of new people, three days with a couple of days of tech work. Once they get past that gymnastic stuff, four to five days is pretty effective. At what point are you taking too many rest days? Mm. Or can you? Can you take too many rest days? Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm sure you can because, you know, too many rest days would probably mean you're not getting enough stimulus to allow the rest days to actually create new strength or to create new fitness. Because remember, the only time we actually get fitter is via rest. But how we get fitter with that rest is by breaking down our muscles and, and basically stimulating our bodies, overstimulating our bodies in the workout, and then the rest and recovery process makes us build back stronger. So I would say, man, I don't know. I'm sure there is too many rest days and I'm sure I'm culpable and, and, and have, you know, responsible of taking too many rest days. But I would say if you're, if you aren't feeling your workouts the day after, or you aren't like, you have no lingering effects of the workout. Now I'm not talking about detrimental soreness. I'm not talking about you know, being so, you know, achy that you can't move, but you should be able to like feel a little bit of the burn. You should be able to feel a little bit of the soreness. Like there's like a good amount of soreness that I think shows that you stimulated and broke down the muscles enough to create new ones, but you're not so sore that you can't function. So there's like that happy medium. But if you're, if you're only working out a couple of days per week, you're not feeling hardly any soreness at any point, you're probably understimulating yourself and you should bump it up a little bit. Um, I'm, really not the expert at answering that. That would be a question for, for like our friend Justine or maybe CJ or something like that. But that's just my 
my instinctual answer that if you're not feeling the workouts, if there's no lingering effect of them, and you also see your fitness dropping, like you don't, you're not getting any fitter or you're plateauing or your fitness is dropping, then I think you're probably taking too many rest days. Dude, I remember you made me think of something. I remember when I started CrossFit in that first year, I, I was going to Dick Sporting Goods because in those days you could only, you know, there, there, you couldn't order it like Rogue wasn't a thing, you know? Yep. And there certainly wasn't hundreds of companies. And so, you know, we were just kind of making things up as we go along. So you're always at Dick Sporting Goods buying stuff. And I remember walking through their parking lot and I was so sore. It kind of goes downhill and then there's a curb and like downhill was horrible. Like I'm trying to walk and I'm walking like I've been riding a horse and I'm just sore shit. And I couldn't, I I could barely step on the curb. I was so sore. And it wasn't even a high curb. It was just like yeah. a normal curb. If you're at that point, you need a rest day. You need a couple <laughs> of rest days. Agreed. Um, Agreed. I don't know. Like I think of this whole rest day thing, like I struggle to take them. I mean, you know, it's become a running joke, but it is hard for me to take time. Yeah. I enjoy working out. I just enjoy it. You know, it's a stress reliever for me, but I do force myself to take some. Um, I'm with you. I think if you're so sore, you can't move. That's a really good indication that you should take them. But I think even like, for me, it's more about the burnout factor these days and the sore. Like I've been doing this so long now. I don't really get super sore. Mm-hmm. I get sore, but not so much that I can't move for me. I just get to the point where I'm just like, blah, you know, you ever get that? Like, yeah, you've worked out seven or eight days in a row and your, your whole body's just like, all right, I'm done. Like, well, for me, that, that comes from tracking via, you know, my wearable tech, you know, like my aura ring is the thing that I kind of really track on now. And you, you will see when you are not recovering properly because your resting heart rate will start to climb and your HRV is going to start to drop. Your quality of sleep will probably decrease all those factors and your body will start to signal, Hey, I need some recovery time. Um, so that's another kind of way to track it more objectively than subjectively. I do think though, these rest days, um, I don't know. I think the, the term rest day almost overemphasizes what you should be doing. Like even on my rest days, I'm doing something. I usually mow the yard in the summer. That's my thing. Yeah. It's a rest day. I'm gonna go mow the yard. Cause it's 45 minutes of walking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not bad. Like you gotta do something. You can't just sit on the couch all day. I guess that's my point. And the other thing I would suggest to people it's like if it's your rest day and you someone calls you or messages your friend and asks you to do something really dumb go do it no i'm serious I'm gonna what do you mean by really dumb i well i remember um my buddy marty and a whole bunch of other friends they messaged me it was a rest day sunday They're like hey tomorrow we're going to the track and we're doing 500 burpees for time it's really dumb it's dumb but I did it. And you know what? I had that experience, Ben. I had it. And I've had a dozen of those experiences with that same group of people. And everyone I look back on with fondness, even though they were terrible, but where I was smart was I didn't do shit for two days after that. There you go. And that's my point. It's like, don't give up experiences for your rest day, but you still have to get that rest day in at some point out. Just move your training around. Like sure. it's the same thing of like, if you're on a new nutrition plan, don't give up the experience of taking your kids out for ice cream. Yeah. When you can make that up a different day. Yeah. Just you know? maybe don't order the quadruple decker cone 
with everything on it. You know, like there's ways to <laughs> do that. things. Order that shit. It's so good. <laughs> dude. Yeah, who am I? Who am I? Like, who am I kidding? I don't moderate myself when it comes to sweets, but yeah, you're the yeah. ice cream dude. What are you talking about? Yeah. Come I'm on. an ice cream fiend. Pine, my PR pine Ben and Jerry's is one minute and 26 seconds. How much ice cream are we going to eat in Madison this year? A lot more than last year. I didn't go to the amazing place that everyone says I need to go to. So what? I'm going to bump my, my numbers up. Yeah, we got to get on that. I got a message from somebody asking me how much uh, spotted cow beer, which I thought was just okay, and uh, cheese curds we're going to eat. And I'm like, well, I had all the cheese curds last year. I think, hey. we, I think you and I both had cheese curds like at least four meals in a row. Here's a non-sponsored shout out. Did you ever see the the care package that Miggy's Bakes sent me? Mm -mm. Someone who lived in Madison and follows Watt Prep told this bakery, it's this girl and now she has like an empire and she's a young girl and is the greatest baker on earth. And she just messaged me. It's like, hey, someone told me I need to send you some some treats. Like, where can I send them? I'm like, what? Uh, I'm staying at this hotel. She's like, all right. And then like messages me, like check the front desk. And I get this box of the most incredible cookies and cookie dough baked things, like 15 different versions, some cupcakes. It was unbelievable. Um, and now every time I'm in Madison, I message her and just spend opulent amounts of money with her. So we will definitely be making a journey to get some Mickey's Bakes. It's, I'll say, bro, I like me some treats. Oh, man. It, this is next uh, level stuff. I'm going to send you her uh, her Instagram because it is, whew, it'll make you hungry. Well, the good news is we're actually going to need all those carbs because I saw where our seats are in the Coliseum and they're so high. We're going to be walking like steps for days to get to the seats. So I think we now, I don't know. I don't know what happened with the seats this year. I think they were a little bit harder to come by that people say we're in the nosebleeds, but you know, whatever. They're still no, no, no. way people, too expensive. People don't say Ben, we are in the nosebleeds. <laughs> we are in the nosebleeds. Well, I, good thing. I have uh, really nice binoculars for my, my hunting. I have a range finder too. So I'll, I'll probably bring that. You're gonna be like, I think that little dot down there is Annie Thor's daughter. Um, <laughs> Yeah, your team message is like, hey, do you want in on tickets with us? I'm like, oh, yeah, of course. You guys have pre-sale. Of course I do. And I have two two or three other friends that own affiliates, and they were all messaging me going, hey, do you want to use our affiliate code? And I'm like, no, 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 no. Ben's team's got this. <laughs> and then I get the message. I'm like, those seats suck. They're really, they're, they're really high up. And I'm like, all right, well, they must have screwed this up. I'll figure it out. And there were no seats to be had. Like they sold out like that, which I think is a good indication. It's going to be a fun games this year. It's going to be a lot of people there. Yeah. I have no idea what happened. All I know is we were like hustling to try to get, like we got the pre-sale tickets, but I have no idea why they're as high as they are, but whatever. Dude, I don't care. I'm just making fun. I, you know me, I don't love watching competitive CrossFit anyway. I just want to hang out. Yeah, so, of course. As long as it's close to the beer cart and the ice cream tent, we're, we're good. Love it. Yeah. Plus, you know, the, the best seating is outdoor anyway, so it'll be fine. Yeah. Just don't sunburn your head. Okay. I'm going to, I was going to say, I was going to, I could try to get a press pass and I could be right down front, but I'm not actually in cahoots. So I probably won't get one this year after I, spo <laughs> after I spoiled their open announcement, I doubt I'm getting a press pass. So I'm kind of screwed. Perfect. Kind of screwed. All right, dude. Well, this was fun. Good, good discussion. I yeah, think. of course. I'm not uh, not going to put any of it to practical use, but yeah, ignore all of it. 
at your own risk. No, I think it's good. What else do you have going on this week? I haven't even caught up with you. You got anything going on? I'm just flying to Hawaii tomorrow. Oh, that's right. Hawaii. <laughs> Did you have your thong all packed? You're good to go? Yep. Yep. Got my 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 booty shorts, my thong, uh, all the other different bathing equipment that I'll be wearing. What gym are you um, working out in? Have you found a gym? No, because we are not really going to have much time. I'm only going to be there for two full days and then flying back home. And I'm probably going to be in the woods most of the time. So uh, we'll why see. are you only you're going all the way to Hawaii for two days? Yep. I just I got I got stuff I have to do. So we we just made it a quick trip. Man, you got the life. You've got the life. And then you're in the what's what's in the woods this time? Turkey hunting? Is it turkey? No, this is this is axis deer. So axis deer was a gift to the king of Hawaii back in like the 1800s. And as you know, animals that are released on islands with no predators Mm. run rampant. So literally the only way like they're they're actually like quite a nuisance. So they they you can buy to support locals. You can buy hunting tags and and go hunt axis deer. And apparently it's the best tasting meat in the entire world. Healthiest you're, meat in the world. So you're a fisherman. What's the fish that's invasive like that? And in it's in the rivers now. Is it Egyptian? It's not Egyptian carp. It's oh, a, the uh, Asian carp. Yes. Oh man. Those things are crazy. And they like jump out of the water when you run, yeah. when you run your boat. They like injure people. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. They're insane. Yeah. These invasive species when they have no predators or something else, man. Is yep. something else. That's it. That's really, really interesting. Well, good luck with that, dude. That'll be fun. I'm a little jealous. Yeah. We'll see never how been, it goes. Never been to Hawaii. I need to go. Thanks for the invite. I appreciate it. I sent you an invite in the mail. It just must not have gotten there yet. Oh, uh, it'll it'll show up in a day or two. I'm sure. <laughs> All right, dude. We'll have a safe trip, as always. I promise if you come to Denver, I will I will make some access deer for you. I'm going to Salt Lake City. I'm flying through Denver. Well, when? Well, you won't be there. It'll be Thursday. Shoot. I'll be sitting in the airport for uh, several hours. I hope the Denver airport's not. That's the haunted airport, right? I don't know. There's all kinds of conspiracy theories. Make sure you read them before you go, though. I'm going to. I'm going to go look at the, you guys have like a satanic horse out front or something. I'm going to look yeah, there's lizard people, a whole thing. I can't wait. It's going to be exciting stuff. <laughs> all right, dude. Well, this has been fun. Uh, for everyone listening, we appreciate you guys joining us, and we'll chat with you next week.